If we're supposed to love somebody unconditionally, and the only person we can change is ourselves, then what are we supposed to do when there's something missing in our relationship? Or we have a preference or an opinion about something that we would like to share. What can we expect to have different in our relationship since nobody is perfectly designed for their partner? Today we're going to be talking with Alex. He's got some questions about what to expect, how to influence the other person since you can't change them, and how do you move in the direction of greater connection? The quality of our lives depends on the quality of our relationships. But what is it that determines the strength or quality of our relationships? For over 20 years, I've been working in the trenches of relationship recovery and greatness. I empower people to take charge of their relationships and single-handedly bring about desired outcomes. This show cuts through the fluffy stuff and gets to the nitty-gritty of what makes a relationship work. I'm going to teach you practical tools and principles to transform the important relationships in your life and bring about greater satisfaction and fulfillment. Get ready to transform your life through the power of relationship skills. It's time for The Emil Show. Well, welcome to The Emil Show. Today, I've got my buddy, Alex. He's got a question for me. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for having me. I've got a few things, to, a few curveballs to throw at you. One thing that um, I guess has kind of been, been going on and that I'm interested to kind of talk about in depth is when you get married, you you join two lives, right? And two completely different people. Yeah, you've got some mutual interests and some not at all. And there are some things that you love and some things that maybe you you don't love or that or that are okay, right? And so I guess my question or thought that I wanted to talk through and kind of get your perspective and advice on is accepting people for who they are and working with that. But also, you know, what's that line of saying, hey, there are some things that could be changed. And I know as an individual, I can't change anyone by telling them to change, maybe by my actions. Um, and we can get into that. But, you know, that I think that whole topic is really interesting to me because there's some things that I could say, hey, I want to change this. And not only for myself, but for my partner as well. Right, um, right. That's a fantastic question. And it's something that is happening more and more where that question keeps getting asked. It's like, well... On the one hand, we've had this philosophy that's been kind of preached so often, and it's called, you're supposed to be unconditionally loving. Love unconditionally, which means no conditions on the love we have. And so we're supposed to accept them as they are, love them as they are, and that's the most purest form of love. That's this idea. We're also told that the only person you can change is yourself. You can't change anybody else. Okay, so then it brings you right to where you are right now. Well, what if you're not feeling fulfilled? What if there's like some pain points in the relationship that's kind of sabotaging some of the satisfaction that I would love to experience in my relationship? Is that, how do I navigate that if on the one hand, I'm supposed to accept you the way that you are and love you the way that you are, and believing, and I've used air quotes for this, is that the only person you can change is yourself. So is it even worth even saying anything about if you did? Because you can't change him. So I take a step back and I say, what is the relationship that you both want? First, you have to get on the same page with what is it that you want in your relationship? Otherwise, it's a battle of preferences 
compared to conveniences. I have a preference. The other person might have a convenience. It's like, well, that's just how things are, and you need to accept it, or you don't love me enough. Well, then you're held hostage to the principle of unconditional love, which wasn't that supposed to free us and make us feel fulfilled? So I want to first shoot down the idea that unconditional love is the same thing as being fulfilled in our love. So unconditional love does not imply that we are fulfilled. And so usually those things are not separated. It's, hey, if you can love someone unconditionally, then you will be fulfilled. Well, that's not true. You can love someone unconditionally and choose not to live with them because you love them and you accept them the way they are. They're just not what you want in your life. Okay, then that takes us to the next step. Well, what hill do you die on? Like, since no one can be perfectly dovetailed into a blissful organization, what's legit and reasonable in my expectations so that I can be more fulfilled? And what are some things that are unreasonable? Then I take a step back, back to my my marriage circle. The marriage circle is a target of what you both want in your marriage. Do you both want the thingy that you're talking about? If you both want the thingy, the experience, the value, the, the quality, whatever it is that you want in your relationship, then you both have a role to making it happen. And yeah. sometimes... It's the lion's share of one over the other. It's not always 50-50. For example, let's say I want to have financial security in my life. And so she and I have a conversation and we say, hey, we want to have six months of salary in a bank account, just cash ready to go. And she says, I agree. But let's say I am a miser. So by my own personality, like I don't even buy soft drinks. I don't buy treats at, at Maverick. I mean, that's almost a cardinal sin, but I'm, I'm saving my pennies. But let's say my wife, the way in which she copes with stress is to go shopping. So we get on the same page and say, okay, what is it that we want? Do we want to have this goal? So what's my responsibility as the husband who, who actually likes being a miser And what's my wife's responsibility who doesn't like being a miser? She likes to enjoy life. She's going to buy dessert for everybody at lunch, you know, always on her because she just loves to share. Well, that may contradict what our goals are. So we get on the same page and we think, well, what is it that we want? Okay, we want financial security, which is defined as, and we mutually agree that it's having six months. Okay, what's our time frame? I might say today. My wife might say, you know, Let's work to get to that point. But let's say we both agree that we, based on our budget, we're going to put X amount of money into our savings so that we can have this much money for our sense of financial security. But my spouse hasn't found another way to cope. Well, she hasn't found another way to cope, then we're going to have a conflict. So it's like, well, is this reasonable? If we both want this, somebody might have to try a lot harder at doing their part than the other. And that's just the reality. We can't always be on the same page in terms of the level of ability that we have in the situation. So as you think about what you ultimately want, what's the piece in the relationship that's causing the friction, Alex, that you wish could be different? And then we're going to kind of dive in and say, okay, 
Is this something that you can do a reframe with to accept it and support it more? Maybe it'll give us some information of what we can do to influence the outcome. Since we can't change the other person, we sometimes ignore the power of our influence that we have with the other person. Not over, but with the other person. What we say, what we do has an impact on what they, they think and do. So we want to maximize our influence because we do not have control of what they yeah. do. We can't change them. Yeah. So what's, what do we need to, what's the thingy that's causing the pain? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. There's obviously a handful of things and some of them are just day to day. As I've thought, when you're talking, you know, I, I have all these different ideas that come or like scenarios or, or whatnot. And so I'm going to go down one that more common for us that mm-hmm. maybe is turning left and hopefully not steering off course of your conversation. So for me, a big thing is continual progression. I'm always wanting to be better, do better. And I I am at fault of having too high of standards, not only for myself, but for my wife. And that causes problems. But leading into our topic, I always say, well, hey, I, I'm not going to change you, but I also want to push you to be better. And I want I want that the same from you to me, where I don't expect you to change me, but I, I think there's that fine balance of, hey, you could be better in this area or how can we work on this together to improve our relationship? And, you know, a lot of it at times is financial. Um, a lot of it at times can be just communication. You know, communication is a big one. And so, you know, I, I think for this scenario, I would stick with more communication of saying, all right, how can we be better on communication? In certain scenarios, when certain things come up, I want my wife to be more bold or to step up more and say, hey, do this or be better that, you know, obviously in an appropriate way. And some might laugh and say, oh, well, you've got it if your wife lets you do anything and everything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I do. But I met the kind of like, hey, I want to progress. I want to continue to be better in everything and in finance and work in our relationship. And so that's really it for me of having those conversations of saying, you know, her view is, I won't change you. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't ever want to be that person. But I want to have that line and tell her, no, you can say these things or we can work on, you know, in in a communication. If I'm short or if I'm grumpy after a long day and I respond in a, a wrong way, I want her to be able to correct me or talk to me. You know what I mean? Yes. Have a conversation to where we can learn to communicate through hard times. And I think that's probably the biggest thing right now is, is that learning to communicate and having bold conversations. When do we have those conversations? How do we have them? And kind of what do they look like? I want to point out something. Notice that you're putting the cart before the horse. We don't know if it's important to her. We're assuming that it should be. And then we're moving forward with the assumption that it should be, which she hasn't voted. She hasn't said yes. Alex, that's what I want too. And that's going to create a power struggle because the more you push, the more she'll pull on the other way to keep it balanced. And your pursuit of improvement violates her value of peace. So wait a minute. She should be fighting for peace. And you just have to accept things as they are and be more patient with yourself in the process. So we need to get clear on what the goal is for the couple. If you are moving forward with your objective before she's on board, you'll have chronic disappointment and conflict. That's guaranteed. So the first thing we need to do is see what she thinks about that. 
How does she feel about the role of the assertive wife that brings things up for the purpose of improvement? So we need to find out more about how she feels about that. She needs to find out what is driving your need for constant improvement at the expense of enjoying life today. So you might need to go, yeah, what is it that's driving me? Because the trajectory of change, improvement, is much steeper with you. In other words, the trajectory is more change over time. Her trajectory probably is less change over time, but still change. We're making progress, but we're not exhausted all the time. Where you go, well, if I'm not sweating, I'm not trying. Like, this isn't dabble for change. This is climb the frickin' mountain. And she's like, well, can't we enjoy the walk? This isn't a walk. I've got crampons on for life. Let's go in an ass pick. She's like, this sounds like hell. And you're like, no, it's called progress. See, you're not on the same page. Yeah. When it comes to what do you both value would be a harmonious and progressive balance in improvement. And until you get on the same page with that, the expectations need to be in abeyance. They need to be suspended right now. But notice what you've done is you haven't changed your expectations. You're just trying to find different ways to get her to change by communication and pressure and logic and preference. In the meantime, she doesn't feel like she's heard or valued. In fact, the message you send is, you're not enough, so be more confident. And she's like going, I'm having a hard time with that message. So first step is get on the same page. You may find that in your exploration of what's driving you, you might adjust that trajectory a little bit because you may be driving yourself to improve, 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 improve. For what sake? Is it so that one day you'll get to the improvement place that you can finally relax? Is relaxation a value of yours? Can you be okay in the different pitch of trajectory so that you can enjoy the process of life without stressing out your wife? Because if your lifestyle is stressful to your wife, well, you've diminished the quality of your relationship. Because the fulfillment and satisfaction is handicapped because your trajectories are not overlapping enough. And that's really key. Most people go into relationships trying to protect their values without looking at why they have them. Maybe those values might need to be adjusted. Maybe hers might be adjusted. But it's really going to be dependent on what it is that you both want in your relationship. And then once we identify what you both want in the relationship and it's the same or close enough, Then you decide what the roles and the rules are. What do I do? What do you do to make this happen? And sometimes those roles and rules will differ based on what my strengths and weaknesses are. So let's get things lined up first. Then if you get on the same page, then you still might have to, let's say your expectations are mutually defined and mutually agreeable, which means the roles and the rules of how you guys interact are on the same page, okay? And let's just pretend, just for argument's sake, that in her in her effort, it seems pretty pathetic. There's not a lot of energy and effort into doing the things that she says she wants. Well, that's when you need to define the reality. I've noticed that you say you want X, Y, and Z, 
but you're doing A, B, and C, and that's not going to get you X, Y, and Z. So we need to reevaluate. Is this what you want? Because what most people say is, you said that you wanted X, Y, and Z. So you got to step up A, B, and C instead of saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know how you said you want X, Y, and Z? Um, I noticed that you're struggling doing A, B, and C. So let's really evaluate this. Is that what you want? And what's holding you back from doing X, Y, and Z to get X, Y, and Z? Because if there's something that I can do to support you, that's awesome. But if it's not what you really, really want, then I need to reevaluate where my values are going to be to see how we can get them in better alignment. Yeah. And if that's not a deal breaker, then we can work around it. But if it's a deal breaker, then you might have to go, hey, we are, and very rarely does this happen, but if it becomes a deal breaker, imagine if someone says, hey, I want a really strong, passionate sexual relationship. And the other person says, well, I'd rather have a relationship without sex. That could be a deal breaker for some people. It's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to live the rest of my life in a non-sexual relationship. I mean, that's part of what creates a sense of connectedness and intimacy and passion for life. It's like, if I'm having a roommate, I, I, I don't need to be married to have a roommate. But I do yeah. want, as a human being, I'm designed to experience that kind of passion. So it may be a deal breaker. But if it's not a deal breaker, it's just a preference, then we can, we can start to adjust our expectations and values to kind of be molded in a way. So let's say my wife yeah. does want to be more proactive and assertive, but it's just not in her nature. If that's the case, then my value might be to be more patient, understanding, and supportive, and lifting, and positive, and do my part of personal growth and development that just so happens to support her progress and development. So it's not like, hey, I'm assertive, you should be assertive. She's not so assertive and you really are. So as you help her become assertive, you're working on patience, understanding, kindness, which that's your progress. So you can work them together, kind of the yin and the yang of things for personal improvement and without it causing like discomfort or disappointment in the relationship. That give you things to think about. Spot on. Well, what? So, real quick, from what we've talked about so far, what are some of the things that stick out in your mind that you can do something different with? What are you going to do different from this? Um, You know, I mean, at the very end, what you said, I I think because I I struggle with the statement of you can't change anyone, and not in like a controlling way of changing someone, but just like in a loving and and supportive. Like, I believe you can change people and adjust. To mold together and and be one, you know, be a, a. So, my initial thought after kind of what you've said is, a lot of it's my work, and I know that. And sometimes hearing it is like, okay, you're right. Like, I I I can focus on being more patient, being more kind and supportive. But I think the biggest thing is sitting down and and really talking through it. You know, I think there are times that there are certain scenarios where maybe I I've said something in front of people or or just. To my wife and it's been um, sharp or impatient but from my side I'm saying hey I want you to do this differently or I want you to respond to me differently or like tell me I'm wrong or whatever and that's my frustration and so anyways it's kind of like I don't just like that communication isn't good and so I think sitting down and saying okay like how should we handle those situations what what do we want them to look like and and you tell me so I think that's 
probably the second thing next to working on myself, but really the communication of sitting down prior to to setting these things up so that in the moment I'm not, hey, I'm expecting you to do something a certain way that's out of your nature. It doesn't fit who you are, you know? So I think, yeah, really those two things are huge and that I need to spend some time on. Thanks for listening to The Emil Show. If you want to learn how you can make a greater impact in the important relationships in your life, you owe it to yourself to get my book, You Can Turn Conflict Into Closeness. I know it's a long title for a book, but You Can Turn Conflict Into Closeness will teach you how to bring things up, how to respond to criticisms, how to respond to blame or allegations or passive-aggressive statements. It'll teach you how to resolve issues for good. You can take control of the most stressful and important moments with confidence and kindness. And you can get a free copy today by going to emilharker.com. That's E-M-I-L-H-A-R-K-E-R.com and click the link that says free book. And if you've got questions that you want answers for about relationships, email me your question at email at emilharker.com and I'll answer your questions in one of my future episodes.